kind of symbology. What is at stake? It is a big idea. A new world order where diverse nations are drawn together in common cause to achieve the universal aspirations of mankind. My question to you is, in any of your government jobs, have you ever been briefed on the subject of UFOs? And if you have, when was it? What were you told? Well, if I had been briefed on that, I'm sure it was probably classified and I couldn't talk about it. I got out in 1989, we had cataloged 57 different species. We walked over to one side of the lab and he said, by the way, we've discovered a base. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Greetings and salutations to all my fellow Skywatchers listening in on every single country, city, state, road, every inch on this globe, whether it's a globe or whether it's a flat earth, who the hell knows? If you're listening in, thank you for listening in tonight on Skywatchers Radio right here on PSN Radio. And hey, if you're intergalactically out there somewhere in the cosmos and you're listening in, God bless you. Thank you for joining us. Wait, 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 wait. You're telling these aliens to that God should bless them, but they don't believe in God because they're aliens. How do you know that? Other How do you guy? Know? But, yeah. Because I've met some of them. Okay, you hold on. Not. I sure hold, I hold, hold that Carlos, thought. Hold that, hold that thought. You're, you're, you're derailing Carlos, my you know. intro. You're, hold on. Hold that thought. Hold right. that thought. Hold on. Okay. You holding? Are you holding? <laughs> Are you holding it? Hold on, okay. I, it, it's too long, I can't hold Tres it. Tres leche, hold it, okay. Oh, We're God. live once again on this beautiful May 25th, 2016, broadcasting from New Logic Studios in Miami, Florida. I am Angel Espino. That guy who interrupted me and derailed the intro is Tres Leche, a.k.a. the other guy, a.k.a. my radio hetero life mate, a.k.a. Alan Weiler, how the hell are you, and why did you derail the intro? It's uh, It's in my job description to throw things off when I think that you've said something a little off-center. You put it in my job description. You told me to, you told me to, you told me to. Okay, I'm, I'm going to put it in your job description to wait till after the intro is done, but good job. You okay, so now you have for to once in three years, you listen to something that I said. I'm going to contract, and it's like, here's the contract for the roommates, and here's, here's the contract for the radio show hostings, and it says here, interrupt me if I screw up. But screwing up is a matter of perspective, so it's optional. It says Correct. it right on there. That's right. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> uh, this guy. Who do we got? Anyway, who do we got that tonight? third person. Hold, hold on. That. Hold on. Hold your horses, man. Relax. Okay. Calm down, man. I'm calm. What's wrong with you? Okay. He's, was he like this while I was gone, Crystal? Was he like this? I don't, I don't know. He no, actually, he was not. He was just, you know, he was he was the way he is as soon as a guest comes on. My all. goodness, <laughs> Jesus! Anyway, that voice you heard Jeez, is Crystal they don't Storm. Believe in him. Look, man. He's still just going. because so, you're, just because your people blood. killed the guy, I don't mean Jesus, nobody believes in him. Jesus into the conversation. Oh, metaphorically speaking, I said Jesus. I didn't really mean the, you know, the Messiah, Son of God, sort of speak, whatever you call him, Little whatever Caesar. You, right, her, him, pizza, it, pizza, whatever. her, him. You know, he's blue-eyed and had long hair, but yet the Bible says he was 
Nope. With no hair reason. of wool and uh, his skin was like bronze. Contradiction? You, Church? Much? Whatever. I'm just saying. Anyway. Just saying. But anyway, we have a great show for you guys tonight. Yes, we're going to go right back on the tracks here. Thank you. Okay. And uh, if you guys want to call in and join us, uh, the number is 786-245-8127. Love I'm to hear woo, from you. By the way, since the other guy completely derailed the intro, it's woo-woo. It's woo-woo. woo-woo. Yeah, that's right. That's Crystal Storm, a.k.a. woo-woo, a.k.a. DCS, a.k.a. never late for a good time. No. That's right. <laughs> Especially if it's magic mic time. What? Okay. Anyway. There you go. Anyway, I found now, a good photo of Jesus I thought I'd send you, by the way, in Oh, Skype. my goodness. Oh, God, I he's, don't know. This is going to be like the family guy type of thing where they kill the joke. <laughs> Before we derail too much, too, too You know much, what I'm saying? Very quickly, I will be on Paraversal Universe uh, Radio Friday night at 8. Oh, uh, nice. With Deborah Jane and another lady, and we're going to talk. It's going to be an alien abduction roundtable. So, very cool. Yes. Yeah, with ladies. Cool. Yes. A lot of estrogen in that room. That it's it will be so much estrogen you do not even know. I think I want to hear God, this. One. It's an estrogen party. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Uh, Tell you we have a good time. We Tell are gonna have a good time. Got to get to a couple of things, but before we get to uh, major news announcement, I want to uh, say that our guest tonight is going to be uh, actually a very interesting guest. Uh, Jennifer Selsey is going to be on with us. She's a known demonologist, and I know you're asking yourself, "Wait a second, Angel, what the hell are you talking about? Demonologists? This is Skywatchers Radio, man. It's about UFOs, aliens, but there might be abductions a between the two. Why do you always derail what I'm going to say, man? I'm I'm trying to get that out. He's- like on a roll tonight. He can't help what himself. The, you know, you know what I'm saying. I had sugar. That's where I was going, other guy. Are you I trying to be? Are you trying to become sugar. like the main guy? Is that what's going on here, other guy? What? I'd fall over and die. I, I wouldn't even know what to do. <laughs> okay, <sorry. laughs> but yes, to 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 continue and piggyback on what the other guy just said. Yes, uh, they might be interrelated with UFOs. Uh, you know, one of my theories for years has been that aliens uh, have been misidentified through the ages. That demons, goblins, leprechauns, all kinds of kooky creatures that we've had in our mythologies have actually been maybe alien interaction that was misidentified. Demons would definitely clearly fall into the same category as a lot of these different things because it's the unknown. A lot of this stuff is unknown. Uh, aliens, ghosts, hey, maybe they're the same thing and we're just you know misidentifying what we're looking at. Maybe they're interdimensional beings. We have no idea what they are, right? So it's going to be a, a lot of fun tonight talking to uh, Jennifer and hopefully uh, it scares the pants out of some people on the audience. It's probably going to scare me. Not Hopefully it not. scares them enough to call in. So guys, call in 786-245-8127. And uh, shout out to Danny, our producer, uh, Danny from Nolens. Big D. Big D for uh, getting the uh, guest on tonight again. Shout out to him. He does a great job every week. He really does. Uh, yeah, he's, uh, you know, he's getting, he's getting it. He's, he's a little rough around the edges when he first started producing. You know, I had to like sit down with him and tell him, no, Danny, yeah. bad Danny. Yeah. I will say, <laughs> don't do that, Danny. But now he's good. No, down, down. Your absence, yes. however, I think has made the entire Skywatchers team, other guy excluded, do yes. really good at getting guests. <laughs> it's become like a team effort. Everybody gets, but the other guy, the other yes. guy is here. But yeah. I will make it my business to start getting guests for the July season. Three years we're going on that. Three years, other guy. Three years, man. Okay, here, I'm going to toss the grenade. I'm going to toss the grenade into the middle of things. 
Uh-oh. I'm Uh-oh. sorry. I'm the one who's actually busy with a real job. Oh, oh, oh wait. Oh. And I'm not? Hold on, hold on. And, and I'm not? When I, when I work, hang on, hang on. When I work, you got to understand, I'm working a 12-hour day when I do work. And it burns you know, so me out to the point you where to, You work at conventions and trade shows, man. Come on. You right. mingle with like with, you I'll you mingle with William Shatner and Lou Ferrigno all day. Come on, dude. Doctors. I know you, doctors. man. Actually, you're, you're right. You're right. Man. I know you, man. Your job is a lot of fun. That's what that is. <laughs> yeah, but I get paid to do it. Yes. So don't. Yeah, so don't try to say that. Yeah, I do actual work. Hell, most people. Most people do what you do for free. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Got you know what I'm job. saying? Because okay. they'll be like, so yo, I get to hang out with William Shatner. Like, get to work from home and are smart and don't have to get in their car and go nowhere. Uh, we don't have real jobs because, you know, Correct. I mean, you know, only people yeah. who only him. travel. Now, we have right. a caller on. Uh, four... trying to rouse the rabble. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> 469, you're live on Skywatchers Radio. Do you have a real job or are you unemployed? Yeah, I do. What? <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, you yeah. you are what? Wait, wait, wait. Is wait, he wait. saying yes, he's employed or yes, he's unemployed? Yes. To which one? <laughs> <laughs> Once again, we're at square one here. Okay, let's start over. Unemployed. Yes. Kind of. Okay. Well, there you yeah. go. We, we figured it out. Okay, he's unemployed. How the hell does that happen? Oh, that's same thing. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. No, I'm, I'm also a business owner, though, so I, I have my own gig on the side, and, you know, I don't work for anybody, so I work for myself. Yeah. That's what's All up. right, so it's, hang on. You're a business uh, owner, so here's the real question. Do you own the business, or does the business own you? Yeah. Ooh, so deep. <laughs> See? See? Well, Gary's... Every every business owner, and I've been a business owner myself. Everybody who owns his own business uh, knows that the business owns you. You have to live it, breathe it. You have to bleed your business. If not, you're going to be a failure. It's true. Bottom yeah. line. You're right. That's why I barely work at the pizza place. Even anyway, if it's a pizza place, my friend. So, what, what do you got for us tonight? What, what's uh, what's on your mind? I, I just I wanted to give y'all a shout out. Say hey. It's been, it's been forever since I've had a Wednesday off, right? Uh, I finally do. Um, and I'm able to listen on Wednesdays now, so I want to give y'all a shout out. Thank uh, you. Like really cool like well, thanks really cool for talk. calling in. We are really cool. That's right. We are. Everybody yeah. except the other guy, excluding right. always Crystal. Oh, Remember. fine. Thank yeah. you. Until he gets a guest, then then he Correct. would be cool. T- right. 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 Uh, Dang it! My wife made me take her on a date. <laughs> I didn't really catch all that, but I heard something so about his about wife and him a on a date. I think his wife made him take him on a date. Is that what I heard? Yeah. Okay, so you're on a date right now with your wife, and you're listening to us instead of paying attention to your wife. Rock on. Oh, no, 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 no. That's how, I, that's how our fans yeah, roll. <laughs> that might get you killed, though. you got to be careful. <laughs> um, no, I'm, I'm picking her up in here in just a second. So. I wanted to give you all a shout-out before I did. Awesome. Good. Well, you have an amazing date. You do, my friend. Do you have? Do you want us to ask anything to the uh, guest tonight, uh, Jennifer or Celsi, Anything in particular you want to ask? She's a demonologist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, um, ask her about um, Kabbalistic symbolism when binding demons. There you go. I'm, we'll write All that right. down. One of you to write the other guy. Do something. Write it. Write it down. What was write I down. supposed to write down? Mm-hmm. What he just said. Yeah. 
I don't know what he said because I can't hear him that well and I don't have a I heard the that... binding demons part. Repeat the first part for me. Ask her about symbolism. Symbolism? Yes, symbolism and binding demons. Got it. Okay. That's why I, I that's why I told you to take care of that because I couldn't hear him either. So I'm just yeah, I, I had to really push my headset up against my ear. I mean, what kind of ancient technology are you using there to, to uh, call in tonight? Because it sounds really bad. You don't want to know. Let me guess. <laughs> He's let me, on let me, the Let me guess. Phone. iPhone. It's bad. I put everything in my business so I can't afford a decent phone. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, iPhone. But yeah, it, it relates to Kabbalism. Okay. We'll ask. You got it. He's on a Nokia 666. Right. <laughs> so where are you call, where are you calling out of by the way tell, tell us where you're uh, actually calling in from I'm, actually, I'm in Houston tonight um, I'm, I'm traveling um, to do my sales so very cool very nice give uh, your uh, pizza place a shout out on air man uh, get a free plug go for it oh I can't you can't uh, uh... <laughs> they, will, they will break me <laughs> is it is it oh, is it like a franchise type of deal? Pretty much. Oh, okay. So it's like one of the big wig names in your franchise. Yep. Gotcha. And, um, is it the is, is it does it does it have a character that goes pizza pizza? No. Damn. Love that. Place. Is he a father? Is he a father? And does he use the John? No, 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 no. <laughs> that was good. I like that one. It's, it's like a house. Is he related to Jabba the Hutt in Spaceballs? Absolutely. Okay, nailed it. Okay, my wife is calling. I gotta go. Have fun, my friend. <laughs> Thank you for calling in. <laughs> oh, that was a great call. Great call. That was, that was an amazing call. Couldn't that hear much what he cool. said, but it was, it was fun. It Good was fun. I heard. I heard like fifty percent of it. I mean, more like 35%. But it was okay. good enough to yeah, be satisfied. If you guys call in, make sure you always follow the number one rule of callers here. You have yeah. to be absolutely fascinated. I'm not going to interrupt you. I'll shut up now. I'm sorry. Thank I, you. I, I, you almost did it, though. I, I, you were going for it. You, your mouth opened. Words were about to come out. A little uh, bit of drool came out from the side, I think, because you were about to spit, you were about to spit it all out. And then you, you held back. I'm very proud of you. Uh, very thank proud. you. Very proud. Now, I do get some uh, big pending news to go over be, before we uh, uh, move on to a little bit more news on uh, on the show here. This is uh, network-related. This is PSN radio-related news. Uh, we, we have a new show joining the network. Oh. And I'm really excited about this show. Is uh, Martin Willis, the podcast UFO, is uh, going to be joining uh, us, and he's going to actually be our lead-in show, basically, or we're going to be his follow-up show or whatever you want to call it. He's going to be on 8 to 10 on Wednesdays right before our show here, Skywatchers Radio. And uh, um, Oh, he's the bomb. Are you kidding me? Martin Willis is the man. Are you kidding me? Look, there's a there's a few shows that I that I religiously on radio like listening to, and I actually download the podcast outside of PSN Radio. And he was definitely one of those shows. He's like one of the top three shows that I listen to because it's really it's an awesome show. He does a great job. He has a great format. Always gets you know like the top 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 notch guests in ufology. And, uh, you know, I'm just ex- really excited to have him on. So starting next week, he will be our lead-in show here on uh, Wednesday nights. So, Excellent. I'm looking good times. forward to hearing him. 
It's good times. I, in fact, I was actually on his show, which uh, aired tonight about an hour ago. Oh, uh, shameless plug. Shameless plug, yes. I called in. He told me to call in and uh, announce that he's coming over to the network, and I called in, and I felt like a fan for a minute and a half. It was fun. Nice. That's cool. It was fun. That's cool. All right. I will have to listen. It was very awkward because he was, like, deep into, like, an interview, and I thought he was going to bring me on. We was done with the guest, and... You know, have a few minutes and then do another right. segment. Okay. That's what I was figuring. But he's like in the middle of this really awesome interview with his guest. And mind you, I caught the show late because I was leaving my job, other guy. My job. <laughs> Where I work for 13 hours a day. Slavery hey, work. Thank you hey, very much. I offered you to come work for me, but you've turned it down enough times. I'm No, I do. Want, I'd, I'd love to do it. But, you know, it's the whole leaving here for as long as it is that kind of always holds me back but if this doesn't work out i'm going dude, to dude i'll the put trip. you to work in I, I got a new contract with one of the big box stores i'll put you to work in your area and i need to because you're bilingual yes i you am speak, definitely bilingual you know you speak japanese and english and it's great yes yes i do <laughs> no swahili no, i do not speak swahili no but japanese okay. definitely such a beautiful language too swahili it's so pretty yeah, you know, it is, it is. It, it's not as pretty as, like, say, French, for example. Actually, I had a, a client who was uh, French-born, uh, uh, actually he's from Iran, but he grew up in France. And um, he spoke very, very heavily French accent. And nice. um, the French have this thing that they could say anything. It doesn't matter what it yeah. is. And it just sounds beautiful, right? It just sounds like it does. Like they want to just like hug you and make love to you. They could be saying something like, I'm going to rape yeah, but your it children. Sounds like doing but it sounds like they're... Echo. Yeah. Well, that's true, too. But it always you know sounds why? like this... Because they're always escaping or going backwards. It's terrible. That is a terrible joke. That's just... Horrible. It's so horrible. We let Come on, I can't, do a, wow. I can't do a good World War Two joke. Is on. there a good World War II? No, there isn't. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> wow, no, dude, really? You can't, other guy. Okay, <laughs> because fine. it doesn't exist. <laughs> you know, what's green and flies over Germany? Wow. No, no, stop. Oh, no, stop. no, dude, stop. Come on, no. it's too, not... Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Okay, all right. Fine. We need another 150 years before we can start making Nazi about, jokes. About, you know? about that, about that. Yeah, right at about. least. Anyway, at least. Okay. <laughs> so, yay, new show network. Rock on. Yes. Rock on. Martin right, Willis so Podcast UFOs. The new show network, and it's going to be airing, obviously. Uh, eight to ten on beforehand. Wednesdays. He's only an two hour. He's not a two hour. No, 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 two hours. Two hour shows. It's oh, eight to a ten. Two hour show. So, he's at yeah. the eight o'clock hour. Correct. For those people that are on the East Coast, but if you're in some, uh, some flat earth time zone limbo. Uh, it'll be on eventually. What's going on with the flat Earth? It's got to stop. My goodness. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what. I don't know if this is you know the Google system you know just sticking this in all over my Facebook. But apparently, <laughs> there's so many people talking about flat Earth suddenly. I told you I was not kidding. I saw. No, I, I would watch it's crazy. my Twitter feed and I'd see the hashtag. And at first, I thought it was people just trolling and being funny. No, but then no, I no, would no. watch responses and that no, they're serious. Like it is coming back. Like we are not going forward as a species. We keep going backwards. Well, here's the qu- here's the question though: Are we really going forward as a species? I mean, no. maybe we've been lied to. I mean, look. I will say the flat Earth theory, while it sounds bonkers at first and it sounds ludicrous. When you start actually listening to some of the theory and you start listening to some of the stuff they're saying, it's pretty creepy because some of that stuff sounds very legit. 
I mean, there's some stuff that I cannot debunk. Like, how come NASA only has one photograph of the Earth and it's a Photoshop? And then all the other photographs are all Photoshops and there's no real picture of the Earth. How come that is? How come, you know, we, that is, how come NASA, with all the trillions of dollars, does not have a camera and say, here, boom, Polaroid of the Earth? What, why? Yeah, why don't they turn the Hubble around and take a picture? It has to do with aliens more than the flat Earth. At least that's what I'm going to believe because the flat Earth really depresses me, so I really can't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm being really honest. Like, it really depresses me. Like, I can't know. Well, why, so, why would it depress you, you if we actually found out that this is the big secret they've been holding? From us, that it's not that it's not that that is. Think about it. Think about it, though. Me, this would be right up there as somebody telling me that heaven and hell were true, that the Catholics were right and heaven and hell are true, and if you didn't follow the Ten Commandments, you're screwed. That's that. I would be in that kind of a depression. Wow, really? Yeah, that would be. (laughs) I don't know why, but the idea of that flat Earth, like there's not, there's no space, like we're just in this stupid little. No, but that's no, but that's not the that's not the flat Earth model. (laughs) That's not what it is. There is a space. There very much is a space. The thing is, the theory is that there's a flat surface which they don't know what's under it. Could be some kind of a machinery keeping it floating. The giant space whale from Doctor Who. No, it's so more like Dark what? City, we're and there's like, like a dome over us, and we're floating in space in somewhere. Space? Somewhere, yeah. And, and this is all an experiment by God. We're in a giant Petri dish? Kind of. That's maybe. what it is. Okay. okay. Perhaps. That's, that's it. Now, when you say it like that, it makes sense. We right? could be in a giant Petri dish. That uh, that would actually explain a lot. <laughs> it is so very then, possible. So then the moon landing didn't happen. There is no Pluto... Uh, Mars there could be a Pluto. There could be a Mars outside of the Petri dish. Right. Oh, okay. We've just never actually seen it because what? we only see the hologram or whatever the hell it is inside the Petri dish. I don't, right. I don't even know. I don't well, I haven't well, researched it. Here, here, yeah, I'm going to ask here, the demonologist about this one. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think she's going to have I don't think she's going to have a lot of info like on that. the flat earth. <laughs> I have no idea, but it sounded like a good idea at the time. Yeah, demons, they uh, they uh, surround the flat earth. Uh, you can't go outside of Antarctica because the demons are there. It's not going to work well. <laughs> well, it's there with the Nazis because Admiral Byrd is the one who fought them down there. Well, right. I mean, that more believable to me? Just saying. <laughs> We're trying. We're trying to get there, folks. Well, um, here's here's the thing because – hold on. Here's the thing because for a long time now, there's been multiple theories with the whole Nazi thing and mm-hmm. uh, them going to Antarctica and disappearing and Hitler escaping to South America. A lot of different theories, right, that's been you know thrown out there. I have no time, uh, no hard time believing that the Nazis could have escaped to Antarctica. It's not a hard time for me to believe that. That could happen. Could me have either. happened. Yeah, me neither. Antarctica have... is just that weird place. It's just, right. No, it but really is one of the most weird, mysterious places. Place. Here's well, the thing, though. That, it's just you can't go there. Like you literally have to get government that's permission thing. to go there. No, but Nobody's that's the thing. Supposed to have a military base there, and everybody does. There's a United Nations treaty that does not allow people to go there it's crazy there's so much stuff that they keep from us that you know it's kind of when you look at it you're like oh it's just antarctica but when you really look at some of these theories you're like wait a second why are they doing that right you know what i'm saying but the reason that that i you know that i I was going on a little bit of a tangent here with uh the nazis in antarctica is because not only can that possibly have happened but the question now becomes are we in a hollow earth or are we in a flat earth are we in a spherical earth we and the, the crazy thing is we can't answer any of them. 
No, we can't. Well, okay, not a hundred percent. We just cannot answer. Like you, Crystal, me, Angel, and the other guy here, Alan. We cannot get together and answer any one of these questions, no matter how hard we tried. Nope. 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 Well, okay. That's so now the craziest this, part of all. The, the vein of crazy conspiracy theories. Here's here's mine. Okay, and here's how it okay. was born. Shoot. I was shoot, looking shoot. for news earlier for the show, and I came across this very out there even for us kind of article that said it was from the ufo international project that claims that large gray aliens require full disclosure by 2016 so apparently there's an article titled secret space war eight alien quantum computing and the end of secrecy and it's on the veterans today website the author is dr james preston and he refers to a treaty that may have been created between large gray alien race and the secret shadow government so when you first read it you're like whatever y'all is crazy Right, right. But how many guests have we had on the show so far uh-huh. that have talked about presidential elections, presidents, political leaders, all of a sudden wanting disclosure? And I don't know about you guys, but none of these guests have been able to give me an answer as to why now that actually I thought made sense as to why Barack Obama, why Hillary Clinton, why is everybody mm-hmm. all of a sudden got to disclose, got to do it right now? That actually would be a reason. The large gray aliens and their treaty says you got to do it this year for whatever reason. Now, do you believe this article personally? No. <laughs> you know why I agree, and I don't believe also this art in, know, in this article. But... It's because we've been burnt so many times over the last two yeah. decades, three decades. Every year we hear like, "Oh, this is the year for disclosure." My friend Steve Bassett has been fighting for disclosure for 20-plus years. And every year, even when he was on Art Bell's Coast to Coast, it was, this is the year, I'm telling you, Art Disclosure is right around the corner. Been hearing that for a long time, unfortunately. I don't think the government's going to ever really give us true disclosure. They're going to give us nuggets of information. Eventually, they're going to find some uh, some algae growing on the planet somewhere or some kind of a little, like... Cockroach that's crawling, that's crawling somewhere. They're gonna find a fish on on a moon of on one of these planets. They're gonna find something small. They're gonna be like, "See, we found something!" Yeah, they're gonna find it on Europa, probably. And (laughs) yeah, no, dead serious. There's probably oceans in Europa that that could harbor some kind of life. So it's very possible that yeah, NASA is eventually gonna say, "Yeah, there's life out there, and we found some stuff, some microbial life, some algae, or whatever the hell they they announce." But honestly, aliens they walk among us. Aliens that are the greys, aliens that are the reptilians, aliens that are whatever people claim they are being abducted by. I highly doubt the government's ever going to come clean with whatever it is they know. Because, again, if they do, this country is over. It, you have no idea the implications of this. If the E come forward saying that they've been hiding this from the American people for 100 years, 80 years, whatever it is, how can we ever trust our government? How can we ever trust anybody in government? How do we trust our government now? We We don't. That's the thing. We don't trust them now. So imagine if this gets out and it's officially, yep, not only is it true, we've been abducting people. We knew about it. They were doing it. They were taking your kids. We allowed it to happen. We had a treaty with them. If all this gets out and it's officially said by the government, it will be the end of not only the United States of America, it'll be the end of every superpower because they will not be able to go on 
after that, the day after disclosure will be the worst day for our governments. Because that's the day that everybody in this planet is going to look at them and say, you have been lying to us this entire time. We don't trust you. It's revolution time. And that is something I think more than anything is going to keep disclosure from ever happening because they fear that. They fear the fact that they will lose the power that they have on the society right now. And believe it or not, this everything is about power. It's not about money. It's about power. Money money gives you power. Absolutely. But you know what, though? I almost don't believe that. And you know the reason I almost don't believe that? It was such a good flow that you should have believed I actually think that they could sell it. I really do. I think that I think that fear sells. I think. Oh, they've been trying to sell it for the last thirty years with movies and TV shows. They've been doing that. I think, especially, you know, I think there would be this large populace that would be really upset. And I told you, you couldn't trust the government and this, that, and the other. And then you'd have those people that look at whistleblowers like whistleblowers are the a holes. You know, like, no, you weren't supposed to sell those secrets because now you've made us unsafe elsewhere. You know, those people. I swear to God, I really think they could sell it. I do. I think if they did it right, they could sell disclosure without the, the population. Yeah, but here, here's the problem. Here's the problem, Crystal. When has this country ever done anything right? That is also true. I rest my case. <laughs> Thank you. I rest my case. Done. That's that it. That is also true. That is also true. Okay, moving That's on. It. Moving on. Moving right. on. Because really, this country it fails constantly at doing things right. So it fail. So I mean, I for know. crying out loud, this is a country. They're lying to us, though. They aren't really good at lying to us. I mean, they're, they've got like. Are they? Well, I mean, disclosure. a lot of stuff comes. Yeah, but that just means they haven't uh, officially admitted something. But how much stuff gets out to the public that we see? Well, how much doesn't? That's also the question. So, mm. well, that's a that's a that's a magic act. That's true. That's what that's that is. You know, there's know. misdirection. You know, show you a little bit so you don't see the real goods. On the other hand, true, misdirection, true. folks. Um, well, we're actually at break point, so we're going to go and take our commercial break. When we come back, we're going to have our guest, uh, Jennifer Selsey, and we're going to talk about demonology. We're going to continue this possibly into that conversation where we've been talking about this hour. If you guys want to get on the uh, on the show here and get in uh, to this uh Hot topic tonight. Call in 786-245-8127. It is a hot topic. We're going to be talking about demons. They come from hell. That's a pretty hot place. Right? I'm oh, saying. it's so hot. You know, it's hot. <laughs> hell is hot and it burns. It's true. Yeah, it does. It's Stay hot. We'll be right back. Yeah. On Skyward. Flying saucers, alien abduction, are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, 
Ancient Mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO Store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Put a team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with key information solutions. Providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology. Preventative maintenance and networking support. Hardware and custom built computers. Let key information solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call Key Information Solutions now. 954 That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. Up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's supermanhomepage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. Supermanhomepage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. Supermanhomepage.com for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the man of steel and more superman homepage.com the george rodriguez show who i said the george rodriguez show you don't know george rodriguez wasn't he the guy that filled in for neil rogers yes that george rodriguez what's he like oh he's a short little cuban feller kind of funny looking well when's he on 12 to 3 monday wednesday and friday on soflowradio.com and soflowradio.net the george rodriguez show is much more than adequate. Everybody, welcome back to Skywatchers Radio, and we're live, and we have two guests on, not one, two. We have Jennifer and Kevin is on with us again. Kevin, welcome. Yes. Jennifer, welcome. Thank you so much oh. for being on here with us. Thank you for having us on. Now, we're going to get into some really, really crazy, creepy, downright it's frightening, I right, have all the frightening topics tonight. We want to talk about demonology, and we're going to talk about... Uh, how that correlates to ufology and to aliens and and really the the overall meaning of why demons exist and what's going on in the not only in this world but in the afterlife. Uh, now, for the two of you, for Kevin and Jennifer, please introduce yourself to the audience so they know exactly who they're they're going to listen to, just in case they're unfamiliar with yourselves. 
My name is Jennifer Selsey. I am a physical psychic medium, a paranormal investigator, and resident demonologist for Northern Wisconsin Paranormal Society. And I'm Kevin Malik. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm a paranormal historian and a cryptoufologist and founder of the Northern Wisconsin Paranormal Society. Wait, wait, wait. You got to define crypto crypto ufologist as opposed to regular ufologist. Well, it, I, I get into paracryptozoology. Oh, I thought you meant unidentified but unidentified but unidentified UFOs. <laughs> well, you know, ufology is more than just UFOs, obviously. I mean, yes. Well, the, UFO, talking, ufology stuff. You know, um, yeah, I, 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 I tend to believe that um, some of the, some of the cryptid species do have uh, abilities uh, that humans don't possess. Possibly, you know, um, when we hear things like portals or um, cloaking, mind speak, lights in the sky, all that kind of stuff, you know, that's, so yeah, I, I, I get into both. I'm a ufologist, but I, I, I'm a crypto ufologist. So there it is. Okay. Now let's start off with Bigfoot real quick. Do you think Bigfoot is a being that is first real, uh, second from earth and third, maybe not from earth, but from another planet? What, what are your thoughts on Bigfoot? I I think that um, one big big Bigfoot Bigfoot is real. Okay. I also think that Bigfoot is an interdimensional being. Okay. You know that's not the first time we've heard that from uh-huh. one of our guests. Not. Why do you think that? Because there are there are proof of portals around, and whenever people have had Bigfoot encounters, they'll. Bigfoot will take off and like a through like a pack of trees, and by the time the person gets to where they saw it, it's completely gone. So it either it either gets down on the ground and blends in and camouflages with the scenery, or they actually use portals to go in between, or cloaking. or cloaking. Interesting. Now, if they're using portals and they're interdimensional, are they like in a parallel Earth? I mean, how exactly are, are we defining interdimensional beings? Um, how, no, how are we defining portals? Where are they, where do we think they're going? Off well, world, too, right? on world, parallel, uh, the hollow earth, the caves, the uh, you know where? Why not? Why not? You know, um, we you know people have sightings of, of weird creatures in all kinds of places. To be honest, and uh, very true. Yeah, very true. You know, um, you know people have uh, you know experienced weird like time warps and and you know like. Uh, not just out, you know, in the middle of nowhere, but you know, also in, in urban areas. So I, I think that, like, when you step back and you look at the whole bigger picture, it all intertwines. You know, I mean, for us, we divide as you know, demonology, cryptozoology, ufology, parapsychology. But you step back, and it's all like, uh, you know, paraanthropology <laughs> or something. <laughs> you know, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Now, it's, you know, going through demonology for a second. Um, when we're talking about demonology, you know, obviously we're talking about uh, the spirit realm. That's what most people, th- you know, think of when they talk when they think demonology or ghosts. Uh, think of the, you know, the other realm, the spirit world. Um, that these are beings that are from the other side that are coming over to Earth to cause trouble. Uh, are demons, as far as you know, uh, beings that were once alive, or are they something else that never materialized here on Earth and are just uh, coming over to to wreak havoc or? You know, what exactly is the definition of demons, okay. as far as you know? Demons essentially are 
fallen angels that have been mentioned in the Bible. Okay. They're thousands of years old. They have more knowledge of everything and every, uh, about everything and everybody on this planet. Um, the Nephilim, and it comes up in the in the in the you know they talk about the giants in the Book of Genesis. Right. You know, that's another reference to fallen angels. You know, the sons of God came down and mated with the daughters of men. Right. Now, are these the same angels that? Well, I've done a little bit of work on demonology in the past, but not, not too crisp on the entire thing, but I've, from what I remember, it, are we talking about like the fallen angels that went with Satan and took his side on the battle with God? Yes. Okay. Okay. Now, what are the names of some of these angels that we know of? And, uh, and is, oh, is it like a certain uh, group that has always been the demons, or, or are they... Do they produce new demons along the way? Because you know, we've been around for a long time, so I'm pretty sure there's yeah, some kind of evolution new, of yeah, demons. Yeah, that's a good question. Are new demons yeah. made or created? Same thing with our new angels created, you know, as well, too. You know, I haven't run into that, to be honest with you. That's hmm. a good question. Um, I, you know, really. I can tell you as far as the, the demonic goes, they all have a rank. Each demon okay. has a court of lesser ones working underneath them. You know, so I saw even, that in the so even in there, Lucifer. I'm trying yeah, to yes. Legion. Legion, Legion, that yeah, was it. Yeah. Legion, I'm yes. trying to find so, so even the demon realm or the spirit realm is very compartmentalized. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like the military, how they have their rankings. Right. The demonic have their own rankings. Um, makes sense. I mean, it is a war between good and evil, God and Satan, demons and yeah. angels. Oh, yeah. And you have, okay, you have the lower ranking uh-huh. demons, which are called minions. Minions, okay. Minions, okay. Minions are basically... Are they, are when... they little and yellow? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I just had to. I'm sorry. That was the trickiest with one eye. Yeah. No. That would, that would be so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but it'll be a lot of fun to watch. They'll make demons a lot more fun, I'm telling you right now. But, I would not be so afraid if that's what showed up, maybe. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't take that serious. Yeah, that's not going to hurt me. Sorry, continue. But, Minion. Minions are actually really stupid. They're like the lowest of the low. And they have no intelligence. Makes sense. Sent to go into homes to see how the family is working, how many members they have at the household, if there if somebody had a death, if somebody was just killed, or if there's drugs or alcohol or or all kinds of of things going on and you have these minions they'll come in and they'll do what is considered with the military and it's a military term scout and roam oh okay so they'll come in and they'll assess the home and they'll assess the people and including the layout and they will go back to the particular demon that they're working under and tell them what's going on and this way they could step in so they, they kind of like run reconnaissance and get the data of what's yeah. happening Oh. Yes, pretty much. Wow, that's interesting. That's interesting. That's so, creepy. Very creepy. That's very creepy. I had a death in the family recently, uh, and so did the uh, the other guy here, Alan. We both had uh, real close uh, people die um, in our family. And um, is that something that you think happens to every family when, when, they're, uh, when there's, there's a death? Do you think that's right away? These minions start, you know, coming around. And, and if that's the case, how can we spot them? I mean, is there a way to see them at all? Not really, no. Um... If you wanted to see, if, I guess if you could see a minion visually, it would be maybe the small shadow of like smaller than a, than a child, I would think. Something similar to something similar. Wow. Um, you get your, you know, you get the lower ranking ones. I know 
you know, they're leprechauns actually, or they're little, they're the little folk. We the okay. Smurfs. Right. I know that if there's any kind of trauma in the family, mm-hmm. and if there's anything trying to get in, they will use that as a way to try and get in. Gotcha. You now he may. He, he, he says, sorry, the Kachar. He said, you know, the leprechaun thing and kind of, kind of goofy, but uh, that's actually a good question. I mean, could leprechauns have been minions misidentified? I mean, leprechauns are short, after it's, all. It's a possibility. Um, I do know that leprechauns are, are considered um, land spirits or elementals. Okay. I don't know much about leprechauns other than there. Well, I was going to say, like, we did uh, uh, house blessing slash deliverance a couple years okay. ago, and our resident psychotherapist who works with us on these investigations, um, he, while this was, the deliverance was going on, he had his first paranormal experience of his life and he witnessed a small black being or, or something come out of the basement, run across the kitchen floor, uh, run across the living room or the dining room or whatever and right out the front door. And it went right by him and, uh, you know, it was kind of, and then after, Try to debunk it. Try to you know like I, it was you know. And the amazing thing was it, it was happening during a deliverance. You know. Oh wow. And so that's to me that's that's really significant, incredible, and it, it kind of t- ties into what we're talking about because a it's a deliverance and b it's a small. He said it was like maybe four foot. yeah, if that like three or four feet. I think he said something yeah. so, something really small, and it mm. you know. So that's you know I that's oh. really interesting. What what like what. What draws these minions to to the houses? Is it just trauma? Is it a death in the family? Is it? I mean, are they looking for you know? Yeah. This is like their job. Violating their particular <laughs> faith. Because um, I remember when you were on Kevin, we had that conversation about how mm-hmm. when you guys go in and do these things, you know, you'll tailor. Um, I don't know what the right word, but you'll tailor whatever you do to that person's face. So if they're Wiccan or Catholic or you know whatever the case may be. So you know what draws the minions? Is it you know if you're not following the commandments or you're not you know doing what you're yeah. supposed to? So- Chaos. It's like, okay, they have people that use Ouija boards. They've never used them before, have done no research on them. They use a Ouija board thinking nothing's going to happen. Boom. They open up a door and something gets in. Mm. Oh, God. Ouija board. Uh, You know, I've used a Ouija board twice in my life, and it wasn't a good experience either either time. Um to the point that I was terrified, and then they, they told me I couldn't throw the Ouija board away. Is that true? Is, is that like a, a myth or a fable that you can't throw it away? You have to kind of move and leave it there? No, you could throw it away. No. Because <laughs> they told me that, and I was like, damn it, I don't want to leave my house. <laughs> no, no. If you get rid of a Ouija board, they recommend that you throw it in a, bo- in a moving body of water, like a lake or an ocean. Oh, I could do that. I'm in Florida. That's no problem. Oh, I know. I used to live in Florida. <laughs> That's it, folks. If you want to get rid of your Ouija board, please mail them to Angel, do and he will. Do not do that. Do not do listen to the other side. Buy a Ouija board ever, ever, <laughs> ever. You know what you gets know, me about Ouija boards? Sales, you know, I, no. I travel around and I see them in the garage sales, and they're just like they're just like waving at me, saying, "Buy me, <laughs> take me." No, but you know what's crazy about Ouija boards? And this, this always freaked me out about it. Uh, and Kevin and Jennifer, I want to get your opinions on this. Uh, the, the fact that they're sold as kids' toys—they're either manufactured, packaged, and and usually sold in kitty in kid type areas for kids. Why would they do something like this? I don't know, but it makes me sick. I, and I remember I did an article. I wrote an article about it like two years ago. Oh, and no it was, kidding. I, I was going online. I was on Facebook and somebody posted, I kid you not, a literal picture 
of a pink Ouija board with little flowers on it. Oh it had the goodness. numbers, it had the letters. Well, they're, they're, they're trying to contact the gay, the gay ghost. That's what they're trying to contact. <laughs> you know, this is where it, it really bothered me here, because not only did they have the planchette, they have question cards in those sets, so these kids can ask board-specific questions. Wow. Um, it comes in pink, it comes in blue for boys, and it comes in camouflage. Geared towards the young children. Yeah. That's, that's too much. It that's is too much. To, that's you're too literally much. just asking for trouble. And, and then when your child it. tells you that something's going on, you're not going to believe them. Yeah. No. Right, exactly. And, you know, when you say, like, what's behind it? Why would they do that? Well, you know, that's when you got to question the, the people putting it out. Right. And, and you know, what their pr- private agendas are and, yeah. and beliefs. I'll just leave, just leave it at that. Well, well, it's like I tell people all the time. You know, you want to call on an angel, you could do it through prayer. Don't cry and call any of God's angels up because the only angels you're going to get a hold of on that Ouija board is the fallen angels. Makes sense right. to me. So that, that, that's the question. The question then is now in using a Ouija board, is there ever – can you ever have a positive experience using a Ouija board? I guess that would be my question. Historically, like uh, I would say – Three quarters of all Ouija board use, maybe even more, maybe like five eighths or something, are negative. And we don't use them because there are so many more negative experiences than positive ones. Yeah. D- d- honestly, maybe ten percent, ten to twenty percent of Ouija board users uh, feel it's positive and they get good out of it, and you know. Um, but most of the experiences and uh, are dark. You know, I mean. It would be one thing if it was kind of fifty-fifty, I guess, and you know, be like anything else. But I mean, when you hear about a Ouija board, I mean, how many how many references do you guys know of of positive? Like, we use a Ouija board. <laughs> the answers we needed to foreclose on this green business, and we made millions. Uh, you, you never hear no. anything like that. No, know? no, no, no. It's, it's more like I got home and my furniture was turned upside down, and there was sugar <laughs> laying on the carpet, and <laughs> and there was blood on the wall saying "Get out." Yes. <laughs> Did you actually have to do that with an Arnold Schwarzenegger accident? I wasn't going for Arnold Schwarzenegger, but you know, thank you for. Says get out. I didn't say get down, but get out. Anyway, moving on. No, but here's a follow-up question to this. Traditionally, and this is from my very brief experience in researching Ouija boards and demonology, I've come to understand that traditionally, young girls, especially twelve, thirteen-year-olds girls that are going, starting to go through puberty attract demons in dark energy uh, for whatever reason. And, we, and hey, guys, if you try to date a young girl well, when you're hang a teen, on. That's a you know why. You know, it's true. That's but a no, guys more often than, than a demon. Right, poltergeist, demons, well, hey, dark Two energies. totally different things, man. Two totally well, different things. Let me finish my question before you derail it, man. We've got a uh, demonologist on the line. We can just ask yes. her, guys. So let him ask the question. Let me ask the question. <laughs> my goodness. Okay, moving on. Now, the question re- the question is, um, is it smart, first of all, for them to cater to kids when, they, when they're promoting this stuff, when this seems to be the case? And, and who do we have to call to inform them that they maybe uh, need to stop doing this? And have you heard of you know, young girls buying Ouija boards and having a terrible experience around like you know, puberty age and because of the Ouija board, now their life is ruined or whatever the case may be? I don't. I don't know what you could do to stop um, the selling of Ouija boards. I don't see that happening nope. because that's just Mattel's way of making money. Um, it's really dangerous in that because you have these kids that 
they have this innocence about them. They haven't been exposed to the real world yet at that young of an age. And here you're bringing them in a, a, cult. a, a an occult tool, basically, and saying, here, you know, play with this. Nothing can happen. And it's and it's really hard, especially if the child or the children in a situation in these situations are are sensitive, because right. they can pick up attachments. Right. The parents have no idea, especially if they've never used Ouija boards before. Well, if they're they have, kids, they have a Ouija board. They're right. obviously dead to the whole idea that right. there could be a danger. Well, to that's what I was trying to say was that you know they don't they don't, they they don't use Ouija board a lot of these parents, and so you know they don't think there's any harm in it, even though they haven't used it, and they bring it in, and their kid or their kids use it, and they have problems, and then mm. they can't understand why, and then the parents are just like, oh. You know, Michelle's got an imaginary friend, you know. Right. Well, it, it, this begs the question, though. What parent would buy their, their kid a Ouija board? Seriously, like, why would you do that? You don't believe. You don't believe. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there are plenty of them. They just they don't believe that this that this thing could actually do, you know, the stuff that we're talking about. They don't My believe goodness. that. Now, it's true, though, what I've uh, what I said earlier, that girls around that age are attracting or do typically attract these kind of energies, poltergeists, uh, you know, well, demons, they, whatever. Yeah, the Bible says so. The daughters of, of God yeah. made it with the, yeah, or but, the sons of God made it with the daughters of, yeah. of just like he said, you yeah. know, you the can, daughters of men, you know, young women and stuff are, are like... Yeah, when girls are in the early age for puberty, yeah, uh-huh. we, they can be unknown conduits for poltergeist activity. Um, and it could be kind of tricky because demons have known to create that kind of activity. Sometimes it's similar. Sometimes it's very similar. Now, is it a hormone thing, or I mean, why why would this be the uh, the cause? I mean, just we because of the original battle. We are the life givers. That's why we're cool like that. Yeah, and <laughs> what it is too, and this is and, true. And as women, we're more we're more emotional, and they look for that. You know, demons look for that. Where you have the the. The PK activity, it's just, it's something that just happens to young girls. Well, my, my co-host here, the other guy, is a very emotional man, and he hasn't had any demon activity, and uh, I'm, I'm worried about him, uh, because he acts like he's had a lot of demon activity sometimes. Uh, I know you, I know you want to ask a couple questions. I have not See? <laughs> I, I know he's sitting there, and he's dying to ask something, so uh, go ahead, ask him a question, uh, other guy, before you go all demon on us. No, I don't have any real. The major question I have, because I love doing ghost hunting every chance I can, is speak up for me. Speak up for me. Once, because I go. do a lot of ghost hunting, some of the questions that I do have are pertaining to this. Um, the one that I'm going to throw out is: is are I notice that you know demons are at least for the most part only affected by Christian exorcisms as opposed to any other type of exorcisms from other faiths and other cultures is that an accurate statement or is that's an interesting question yeah you know, ex- when it comes to exorcisms i mean the middle of the uh jungle tribes have concepts of an exorcism using you know not saying the power of christ compels you i think you know, i think we should define exorcism i think what mm-hmm. you're talking about is deliverance exorcism is a specific roman catholic ritual Right. Okay, call it exorcism. Tossing people... out of those who don't belong in a body. How about that? Can we call it that? Well, they could. Well, those who don't even in a physical body. 
Is there any other kind? Okay, of well, yeah. Well, then it could be either yeah, it's things again. Yeah. You know, right. doesn't need. It could be a ghost. It could be a spirit. It could be a demon. It could be. A, if you have something inhabiting someone's body and it's not supposed to be there, what do you call it? It could be a worm. They got some stuff you could take now. It'll flush your body system. Deliverance. Yeah, it's a it's, deliverance, right? It's okay. deliverance. So it's deliverance. Is so deliverance is really not religion based because enough different cultures have the same concept. Yeah. Uh, I think there are different cultures out there that have their own ways of dealing with possession. Mm-hmm. Um, I can tell you that when you go to the Christian ministries, they have deliverance. The Roman Catholics have the Roman rite of exorcism, and if Say we come, we get a case, and it's a really dire situation where this demonic entity or devil has taken over this person, and they can't wait six months to a year to hear back from a Vatican. That's when they would go contact a Christian ministry or a Christian demonologist or exorcist. But what happens if you're not Christian and you're a Buddhist? Does it still work? Well, sure. Yeah. Or do you got to use, or do you have to use the Buddhist version of an exercise? No, I don't think. It, I don't think it's based on what your beliefs is. I think it's just is based actually. on is based on whatever actually works. Right. Yeah. Well, God how is, do you know which one to use to make it work? I would say, well, the the exorcist needs to have faith in what in his God. Okay, so okay, you need is that. It the, is it only what the exorcist believes, or or, or, or is it or, or uh, the, the victim shaman, also or, needs to believe? Yeah, I mean, each culture's got their own version of, yeah. of bringing what their greater good God into the picture yeah. to expel yeah. unwanted attachments. Okay. So right. Now, Kevin, I asked you this the last time you were on, and I'm actually just – I just want to bring it up now for discussion. And I'm, I'm curious if, if it's changed since since we spoke last. And Jennifer, you can time in, chime in here too. And my question was because you talked you, – you went in, in depth about kind of what you guys do when you when you go to houses and you're called in and that sort of thing, when you do your deliverances and, and how you respect the people's faith. So my question was have you ever visited um, a, a, a family, a couple who was atheist? That's a great question. You know – um, and how do you help them out? Actually, I, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to, well, let me think here. That's, that's tough. My son was atheist and, and he's not with us anymore. And, uh, I'm very spiritual. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's, that's a real difficult question. Uh, but for us, I mean, just a question in itself. Um, I don't think we've ever had a client that didn't believe in some kind of higher power or being like, Again, I mean, for for them to believe in ghosts and spirits, they they got to believe in a higher power or God or something right. after, you know. Well, see, right. I asked that because that's, that's no, not makes you wonder. They don't believe it in the first place. To them, they're going to say, "Well, it's a house creaking, it's the plumbing, it's you know something outside. Don't worry about it." You're just you very know. clumsy that you push yourself right. down so, the stairs. Right. You know. Now, are they you know are they actually being visited and they're just passing it off in a logical sense? Or are they not being bothered because they're not giving power to these things because they don't believe in them? I, I think it goes for that one. If they're atheists, they may not believe in something going on, and by them not believing it, they don't give these things power. So in, other words, the, so in other words, the demon just keeps on going on this merry way because this person's not giving them the power that they need to be able to do what they do. Right, right. If, yeah. you know, that's actually that's, that's very interesting. Uh, that is literally um, the way they got rid of Freddy Krueger in the Nightmare on Elm Street, the very first movie. 
I'm dead serious. The very end, uh, Nancy turns around and says, you have no power over me. I don't believe you exist or something or other. And he disappears. She took away his power by not believing in him. And he was how a demon. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Angel. But sure, how sure. important is that, Jennifer, when, when, when you're working with, with a client who's being bothered by a demon? I mean, you know, how, you know, not giving it power, not being afraid or not inviting you know, it in. Like, How important is that in the work that you do? It, it's very important. It should if, be, yeah. You know, yeah. we have clients, we go... We go in cases, our, our demonic cases are rare. Mm. Um, we go in and we'll do, like I do the house deliverances. Now, I don't do deliverances on people. I leave that to the bigger guns, so to speak. Um, <laughs> why, why is that? Is it just uh, a little too much? I'm not equipped to deliver a person. Okay. And when you're dealing with an exorcism or deliverance or what have you, you're going to have more than one demon. And you have to be properly spiritually trained for it. You know, there's a certain amount of time you have to fast. You know, you have to be in prayer and in meditation. A lot, a lot of them bring doctors with you them. You know, a lot of them bring doctors. And, and, right, all kinds of things. You know, and then when we do the house deliverances after it's done, you know, we'll give them St. Benedict medals because he is one of the saints of spiritual warfare. And they'll either have them buried on the property or put in the areas of the rooms where demonic activity was most prevalent. You know, we give them prayers to say on a daily basis for at least two to three weeks. You know, it, you just, you know, they, they need to keep doing that. After you have, after you've gone through an exorcism or deliverance, you need to step up your spiritual life more than you normally would have. And I would advise the clients, look, this is what we did. This is what we have for you. We're going to put these medals here or here or there. You're going to say these prayers for two to three weeks. Whatever you do, do not give this thing any attention. Do not give it power. Do not yeah. get curious. It. Make sure that it's gone. Right. Because- acknowledge its existence. Because all that they're wait they're they're waiting for you to do that because there are a lot right. of times, especially after the first time they're exercised, they will literally wait a few days and try and come back. Huh. I can't imagine having to go through that twice. Like I can't. No. Like, what? That's uh-uh. crazy. Uh uh-uh. uh. Now, how would you inadvertently invite something like that in? I mean, say there was you know something going on in the household. You know, little minions come and scout, and now you've got a big problem because you know the big guns are, are they're on the way. Um, and you know, especially if you know you don't believe in this sort of thing, you know, you know, how many times have people you know inadvertently? I mean, not even using a Ouija board, but just some way somehow, you know, open that door just a little bit wider. Yeah, I mean, you you have people out there that practice black magic. You have people out there that do satanic ritual. You know, it could be as simple as going to an antique store and bringing something home and having that particular type of entity attached to that object. It could also be something like. Uh, let's say some. Let's say the family is big on watching horrible murder movies all the time, killing movies, slasher, you know, and just that energy bring it into the household environment. It's kind of like a conduit yeah. for these things. Yeah. It's like, okay, we just did a deliverance on your house. Please don't watch any horror movies for a little while because you just. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put on the exorcist right after you watch. No, I will never watch that movie again. Forget Take on the player posters. Right. You know, but, uh, <laughs> you know, 
Of course, yeah. I mean, right. by the time we would do deliverance, the posters right. would be down. Right. But this is the whole point of, yeah, feeding into it. And then you have... Right, right. Then you have drugs and alcohol. Yeah. You have people that get into drugs and alcohol and they're, set, they're at such a low point in their life that things, things are able to pick that up. And that's another way they like to get in. Yeah. Now, my, my question is, since uh, demons are spending this much time terrorizing our lives... Uh, in this way, where are the good angels? Like, why aren't they on the defense here helping us out? They are. That's a good question. What is it? But where? How? I mean, if we don't defend ourselves, if we don't have a person uh, say a prayer over us, uh, we're screwed, man. We're done for. Uh, why? Why doesn't an angel show up with like a sword or something and fight off the demons for us? Like, what's their presence? Well, where that's when Saint Michael. That's what's supposed right. to happen. Right. Right. We usually call on St. Michael. That's one of the many prayers that we do when I, when I do home deliverances. Um, I call every single saint of spiritual warfare down. This deliverance ritual that I do is very, very powerful. It's very long, and it covers all the bases that I need to cover as far as the home deliverance goes. Now, is that something that, you know, anyone could do? You know, you know, if I feel like I'm being bothered by, you know, whatever, I feel the presence, can I just call on whoever it is that I believe might be protecting me? Does it work yes. that way? Yes, you can. You can. Yes. You can. And you will get protection. But are some angels particularly better at certain tasks, at certain things? Or, I mean, which angel exactly would you call if, you know, you would recommend? Well, it would be Michael. Michael always? Michael always. Michael Michael protects men, women, children. You know, EMS. He's a busy parents, angel. He's a busy, police, busy angel. Military. He would be one of the main go-to angels to call on. Why would he protect the military, though? That seems a little odd. I, I don't well, know. Probably but, the greater good right. souls in the military that don't realize what's really going on. But here's the question, though. Does he protect the military on both sides? Like, us... The insurgents in Iraq, and when I say insurgents, of course, that just means the civilians we're killing. Uh, does he protect both exactly. sides? Exactly. He protects the greater good. Yeah, I mean, he's he's God's right hand man right now. I mean, but, he was the one who replaced Satan when but the, the, the greater. But the, remember, the, and, and I'm going to quote Star Wars here: "The greater good is seen from a certain point of view, because to us we're the good guys; to them, they're the good guys, and we're the bad guys invading their country. So, which is right. the yes, good. Well, yes, how about so, the people of conscience opposed to the people? Right, who but but it may, don't. It may <laughs> right, but it, it may not be. So you know, it may be normal. You know, we can have both sides calling for the same angel, and we wouldn't right. know. So at this point, what does Michael do? Does he get crossed with signals? He just says, it's too much. Information overload. I'm taking a break. I mean, what would you do if you're this angel and all of a sudden you're getting left and right and every country is you know, asking you to please help us? He is getting it left and right. and right. <laughs> I can't well, imagine how many calls a day Michael probably gets. You talk yeah. about a dimensional being. <laughs> if he's been doing it this long, he's probably qualified for the job. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, would, I would assume that if, if, if he were an overload, the big man himself would probably step in at that point. Yeah. Really, you yeah. think the big guy would step up? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, don't know. I, I, I would. I mean, there's been some big events, and so far the big guy has kind of been like either golfing with Bill Clinton, or he's been on a different. <laughs> I don't know where he's been, but he, uh, he just sees. But it the, the, I mean, let's just let's just look at the last hundred and some years. Uh, let's see, uh, the Nazis. Where, where was he? Missing in an action. Um, you know, he, he didn't help out there. Pearl Harbor, yeah, nope. Vietnam, 
nothing. We all die. Nine eleven. Yeah, but the, the way people are dying, the evil that's being done on this world. Um, brother. Just say yeah, like no, there's evil and there's no good because there, there really is very little good. <laughs> that's, the, that's the crazy part. That's I'm not even kidding. No, I mean, I, 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 let me let me say something real quick though. Let me let me let me uh, get something out though. There's very little good in this world. There is some good in this world, but for the most part, everybody is trying to screw everybody over. And you see this, especially in business. You see this, whether it is bankers trying to take over the world, whether it's, it's secret normal. societies, whether it's people killing people, whether it's people in hospitals who, you know, they don't do their jobs properly and people die. You know, they're, and, and people that do things on purpose just to make sure that people die. I mean, there's a lot of evil that goes on in this world. A lot of evil. I think there is more just than a lot of people that- realize. <laughs> there is, I think there is just as much good that goes on in the world. You just don't see that because the revolution will not be televised. Exactly. It's what you focus Fair on. Answer. It, 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 it is absolutely 100% your perception because I, I feel you. I have days where I'm like, the others need to come down and blow this mother up and we out. And there are <laughs> days where I can see it. I can see people being awesome and I can see the good. So, I mean, it, it, that's completely a matter of perception, 100%. Well, there you go. That's what I'm saying. It's all from a certain point of view. Sorry. Go ahead. I I always figured that the the reason greater – okay, you got yin-yang, right? Good and evil. Right. 50-50. Right, right. Well, why is it that good always wins in the end? Because it really does. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here. Uh, Well, does does it really, though? Well, hey, evil turns on itself in the end. Well, this is true, but for but how many of us in uh, this field that we call the uh, online radio community and paranormal ufology or whatever, how many of us uh, do not say that our government is evil and has been blind to us? And you know, how, you know, really, how good are we? Our government's horrible. Uh, oh, see what I'm saying? <laughs> so exactly, what's the greater good? Well, the greater good is the small people, the people like us who give a crap, and and uh, you know, I mean. What, the little things in life make the world go around. Absolutely. Love. Absolutely. I mean, showing – you want to combat all this, you know, um, I, I, I don't know what to say. You, <laughs> no, but you see, my, my point, what I'm, what I'm trying to get at and in, in what I'm trying to really express here is that this is – maybe this is the reason why demons have it so easy and they do what they do so with such effort – effortlessness is because of the simple fact that inherently there's a lot of evil period on this world uh, it's just something that I, and I've noticed it more and more where people just do evil deeds look how popular Donald Trump is and look how much evil things have come out of his mouth in the last eight months let's be honest here and yet he's about to become the president and then you have Hillary Clinton another person who has done evil deeds also might be president so our elected look, look leaders at all the people who support Bernie Sanders, or look at people like yourself, Angel. Yeah, but let's be honest, Bernie Sanders, socialist. Regardless of our opinions on the candidate, you look at the people who support him, people who support Hillary, people who support Trump. I mean, you're going to box them. Let's box them. But then again, look at yourself. You support Donald Trump. I would in no way, shape, or form call you an evil person. No, because I support Donald Trump because I want to see the world burn at this point. I just, you know what? It's time for a revolution. <laughs> You're just in a dark place, honey. See, yes, I am. By it, <laughs> we know why. Okay? Here's the reason why I support Donald Trump, and I, and I think he should be president, because Hillary scares the hell out of me. Hillary Clinton is a nightmare waiting to happen. And some Skittles, and I got some magazines that you need so, to read. You it's yeah, but here's the thing: it's a greater, it's a greater of two evils. Which is the greater evil to me? Hillary Clinton is a nightmare, 
And Donald Trump, while yeah. as bad as he might be, Donald Trump is an egomaniac. Donald Trump is does not want to go down as a president who is a flop. He does not want to go down as a president who didn't do a job that people liked or or, or does want to go down as a, as a nobody. He wants to be another Ronald Reagan. So Donald Trump is going to work his butt off to do at least Donald Trump is going to at least try to do a decent job. And let's be honest, with the last three presidents, a decent job is a hell of a step above what we've had. Does have more moral character, and maybe that's because he's out of Freemasons. That's could that? be, could oh. be. Could be. No, but when I said earlier, by the way, uh, Crystal, when I said that, uh, look at all the evil stuff that's come out of his mouth, uh, hey, I acknowledge that he said some evil stuff while I still endorse him for president because, let's be honest, like I said, the greater of two evils is Hillary Clinton. Uh, and again, I, one of the reasons why the government is the way it is is because we keep playing the greater evil game. Or the lesser evil game, and that is why. But let's 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 because we'll talk a whole hour about why Donald Trump sucks, and we should not. We should talk about that's much more fun. Let's let's. And, <laughs> and to, to end that, to end that, just think about it. Just think about it. Converse. <laughs> just think about it. Four years of Donald Trump in the White House, that's four years of epic comedy shows on SNL. Just saying, think about that. Yeah, you got Comedy's going to be great. He, he, it's going to be great. He, he does have a point. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Late Night with Jimmy Fallon, uh, Conan O'Brien, all these shows are going to go crazy for four years. They're just <laughs> comedy Jennifer, gold. Have you ever done a deliverance where you could not get the demon out of the house? Yes, actually. Oh, my goodness, what happens? Good Two segue back ago. in there. <laughs> oh, that's so scary. <laughs> Two months ago. Oh, no kidding. We went to Phillips, which is like, what, an hour or two away from here. And the, we had investigated at this particular residence a couple of years before. And the activity there increased. And when we were there the first time, it was all human spirit related. Well, we get there, and this couple's there with their son. And I do a medium walk at the house, and it's, you know... um just to see what impressions I pick up and what information. And I knew that there was something there because it just felt really heavy and oppressive and, and just so negative. Like the energy and it was just really dark and heavy. So we were explaining to them, we sat down for a half hour and we talked about the activity that they were going through. And we were setting, we were getting things set up. And I had asked Kevin to start anointing the doorways and the windows and stuff with holy water. And I wanted to anoint the homeowner for all the bases when, when I got to do house, when I have to do home deliverances. And so the son came in and the son was fine. He wanted to be there for it. Well, we took everything out on their table, out of our, out of our spiritual bin and got out the holy water. He got mad, said something, and stormed out of the house. He had an adverse reaction to it. Wow. Kevin, goes, Kevin goes to talk to him okay, for a little bit outside, and they come back in, and he's fine. And So I start in the basement. Now, when you do a home deliverance, you want to leave a window or a door open. And that's because if you don't have a window or a door open, if you chase something like that out from one particular room, it'll find another place in the home to hide. So by this time, we're anointing everything with holy water. I go in the basement and we're splinking around the corners because you have to get all four corners of the room with the holy water. You have to do the sign of the cross. I had my, my cross with Jesus on it. I had my warrior's manual with the deliverance prayer. and. 
I get the whole entire bottom of the house, the basement, workshop area, come back up. I get all the rooms in the house except for this bathroom. Because during the time I was in the basement, the the the, the couple's kid in this instance locked himself in the bathroom. He wouldn't come out. Now I'm standing there in the client's main bedroom doing the prayers, the holy water, the frankincense and the myrrhs burning. I got everything going when the client's wife calls Kevin outside and tells him that I needed to stop or else he was going to come out of the bathroom and choke me if I continued my prayers. Wow. Kevin had actually gotten Kevin had actually gotten to the bathroom with him. Kevin said he was shaking so bad. He couldn't remember anything during the whole time we were doing the house deliverance. We finally had to stop because he literally told Kevin in the bathroom, if she does not stop those prayers, I'm going to leave this bathroom. I'm going to strangle her. I'm going to kill her. So we literally had to stop and we had to break it down and leave. Because we couldn't finish it. What happened to the family that stuck with the demon? We've been in contact with them. Um, our initial thought was that this thing could have been feeding off of him when he's been at the house. Well, our take on it was uh, we come in and you know he was there with the parents. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's like, yeah, I want to see what you guys yeah. do and how you're doing it. And I'm here to support right. the family. And when we started talking about it, he started getting really nervous. And, and I could see it. He was, he was, his legs started moving fast and, yeah. he, and he was looking around all weird. And then he stormed out, went outside. Said, hey, right. man, what's going on? He's like, I don't know. I, right. I, I don't know what just happened. Right. It was just weird. And, uh, you know, we go back in, like Jenny said, yeah. and start again. And then yeah. as we start, as the process started, then he had another adverse reaction, yeah. which was like shaking and in and out of it. He and said he blacked out. Yeah. He well, said yeah. He we, blacked we talked out. to him later. Yeah. See, the thing is, it's like, so this was a conclusion of the whole thing. It looks like your son may have a demonic attachment of some kind. It's, it's very possible because of the way he, the way he reacted yeah. to the deliverance. I mean, that when we see people react like that specifically with what's going on. Yeah. It's, it's something's attached to him. He's or he's incredibly uh, a gifted psychic who is picking up on right. some dark energy in the right. house, and it's funneling through him. It's one or the other. Right. Most likely because there was religious stuff going on yeah. with it. It was probably a demon. Yeah, and we can't do anything unless he wants help and comes. Right. Yeah, yeah. So now, here's, here's the question: Have you ever had a, a case where a child or a person had been going to the doctor? They find nothing wrong with them. You determine that there's a demon possessing them or there's some kind of a poltergeist possession uh, going on. Uh, it's really serious. They're having a lot of activity. They're having crazy nightmares or whatever, and they go to the doctor. The doctor tells them there's nothing wrong with them. Has that happened before? We've, we've actually, um, a couple different times, we've had uh, people call us uh, claiming that, hey, I've, I've been to the doctors. I've, I've seen the shrink. I've seen the neurologist. I, I've... You know, I've seen mediums, I've seen shaman, I've seen, I, and I still, you know, there's something wrong with me. And it's like, you know, on both cases, I remember specifically, like, well, what medications are you on? It's like, well, I won't take the medications they want me to take, mm. you know, 
because, well, it's again, like there's, you go to see any psychiatrist. Okay. And he's going to want to put you like, Hey, what's the problem? Why are you here? If you're here, right. me, you Here's got some pills. mental disorder. Yeah. Right. And we have our DSM, uh, book, which has got what I call false diagnoses in, and we're going to give you something for that. Cause that's what we do. Okay. Mm-hmm. And yep. so, and here he's saying, I wanted you to find something physically wrong with me because there's something wrong with me and I don't know what it is, but it feels, and, and even the last guy we were talking, he's like, it feels spiritual. I know. And, and of course the whole story leading up to how it happened was certainly, you know, there was a, uh, there was a, there was a, a, a good probable reason why he had a spiritual issue or a possible attachment. Um, and, uh, what it was was he had he had finally got he had finally had an exorcism done on him and he said the attacks stopped the scratching and all that kind of stuff the bruising and he said it, but he didn't get better like his like like his positive outlook on life never returned like the huh. attacks stopped but the positive and that's the stumper and that's what's stumping everyone and we had you know it's like hey. Uh, we can put you in touch with big guns, uh, you know, the true big guns. We, you know, we know some. Right. Uh, of course, they're going to want to know everything that, that we've asked you and more, <laughs> you know. And, uh, I, you know, it's like it's not an easy answer. We don't have a miracle, something we can, like, you know, wave over your, over your head. Or, I mean, if you've seen Exorcist and, and you've had Deliverance and you've seen Shaman mm-hmm. and, right. and Witches and, and Reiki, Reiki healing and... It's like I don't know what I can do for you. Yeah, yeah there, there really is no definitive answer to to any Except of. of met someone else who right. knows more about it, possibly. <laughs> right. Well, there's always somebody who knows a little bit more about any right. subject. Right. But here's a, here's a question for you. I mean, there is no definitive answer, like I said, uh, to what demons might be. Really, uh, you know, we we have these theories, these ideas. Uh, inherited in, in through us because of pathology, maybe maybe some of it is true, but what are the chances that some of the interaction uh, that that we're getting from supposed demons are really just coming from interdimensional beings that are somehow um, not spiritual interdimensional beings, but maybe an interdimensional being from a parallel Earth that we are somehow kind of interacting with accidentally? Is that no, a possibility? Not at all? specifically fallen angels, but something else. That right. would live in similar dimensions, be invisible to us, that kind of right. thing. Right. Like, for example, uh, Art Bell in uh, Coast to Coast for a long time talked about the shadow people. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, like, what? Do you, what's your That's take a perfect, on the shadow yeah. people? That's yeah. a perfect example. Yeah. Do you want to? They're, you, want? you know, shadow people, they're interdimensional beings. Right. Um, sometimes they just look like little black shadows. Sometimes they have actual facial features. Sometimes mm. they don't. Um it's like when demons take on the form of shadow people, they don't have a human shape. There's no human form to it. It's kind of like black smoky, like rolly. a black smoky, rolly thing. Kind of like a, 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 the way like a, a clouds would look, or a tornado, or like this big blob. It's just this big black mass, and there's no no facial features, no shape to it. You know, you can get shadow people where you know some shadow people that you're encountering could have actually been people that have lived before. Right. Right. Because there are different kinds of shadow people. The traditional shadow person that you're talking about is the interdimensional shadow person. Yeah. Right. And there are shadow people, like Jennifer said, the ones that you can see some features, I yeah. think them are ghosts. Yeah. 
or, or human spirits that are, or, or either just very dark and come off as shadow people or are portraying themselves as such. Then you got shadow people that, that are reported to be like smoky, like they have like smoke tentacles coming off of them or whatever. And it's kind of like what the, the description of gin. Yeah. Like when you, when you hear about the gin and what they, you know, the smoky kind of like quality right, to right, it. So, right. and, and of course, a lot, of, and then you got the hat man. Now, some Hatman reporting settings have that smoky quality. Some mm-hmm. don't. What right. category does it go into? Right. Oh, jeez, you know. Right. There's and so then, many different. But yeah. And what, the, what's your what you think of the Slender Man? Are you familiar with uh, this phenomenon? Urban legend. Urban legend only. Yeah, Other, I don't. Most likely, you have, or you know, I'll say this. I'll say that a demon could notice a popular ur- urban legend and take uh-huh. that persona. Yeah. Because so many gotcha. people believe it. Yeah. That's clever. Oh, that's we we had a, a guest question earlier. He called in, yes. and he wanted to know about symbolism and binding demons. Ooh, yeah, good question. Okay. Symbolism. Um, demons have an adverse reaction to anything holy. So it could be the cross with Jesus on Holy it. from any religion or just? Oh, from any religion. From any religion. It, you know, it depends on what the particular religion is, you know. Um, I do know for the Christian and the Roman Catholic, you know, you can wear St. Saint Benedict medals, you know, St. Michael medals, holy water, all these things they have an adverse uh, reaction to. Um, as far as the Ouija boards going back, I do know that people have actually been able to bind this particular being that they've come across to inside the board from getting out. So, and you know, you have the ones where you they can throw stuff in moving body of water, or you can get some white cloth, wrap it up, put some salt on it and some holy water, put either a St. Saint Michael medal or a St. Benedict medal over it, say a couple of prayers, bury it way, 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 way deep out of the way, particularly in a crossroads, but deep enough to where nobody could find it. And she's describing a binding, by the right, way. Right, and it's a binding because it, the board's wood. So at time, it's going to sit there and it's going to rot and it's going to go back into the earth. Well, the binding is the whole idea right. of, of, and of it's basically just, incarcing something into yeah. the object. You know, we've all heard about the divot box. Yeah. We've all heard about different haunted objects and items and, and uh, you know, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. One thing not to do, though, is if you have a holy wall, if you have a Ouija board, don't break it. Don't break it because I've seen cases where people have drawn X's over it on the back of it. They'll break it. They'll throw it away. They'll come back. It's back in the house intact. Mm. And burning it. That's scary. Burn it either because yes, you may be you may be burning that particular board, but whatever you let communicate with you communicate with you through that board. When you burn that board, that thing is going to be free from the board. Jennifer, let me tell you something, and Kevin, let me tell you something. If I have a Ouija board and I break it and throw it away, then I go back home the next day and it's sitting there in pristine condition, I'm leaving the country. I'm not leaving the house. <laughs> I'm not even getting my stuff with me. It stays there. I'm just leaving. For good. You know, I can just think Done. of something coming to my front door with a Ouija board, the, like, slammed in the face. I would slam it in their face, take it Done. back out of your car, don't even come near my house again. <laughs> no. Well, I... I get that during investigations sometimes. We'll do investigations, and the hall of the homeowners call me in to do medium walks, and they won't tell me that they have a Ouija board, and nine out of ten times I find the board. 
Oh, God. <laughs> How do you call – that just doesn't make you call guys uh. and you don't, by the way. <laughs> you would think that would be an important information, especially if you're smart enough to call you guys. Well, don't <laughs> like, put the connection together. No. I mean, there's yeah. this verse wow. in paranormal as or, well. or some people intentionally do stuff like that to have yeah. you come into the home to see if you can pick up on anything. That's true. And I say this because when I, before I moved up here, I was in Florida for about 16 years. My condolences. I called in. I was in Fort Lauderdale. My condolences. My goodness. So, <laughs> so I had gotten in to do a medium walk. So I got called in. I walk around the first level of the house. Everything's fine. I get to the second level, and the atmosphere changes. It went because it was hot that day. It was really, really hot. And these people didn't have ACs in the house. The fans, but it was still hot. And... When I got there, I picked up on something that just seemed dark. But you can get that energy from human spirits, too. So I go in, and this couple is showing me around, and they're telling me about the activity. I do the whole walk. It's quiet. I go up to the second floor. Now, it's one of those things where there's, like, a set of six steps, and there's, like, a flat step. And then you turn, and you go up another set of stairs. As I got to that step, and I was turning to go up that last set of steps... I saw the seven-foot-tall, shapeless black mass. It had no human shape, no human form. Come at me at the same time I got hit with the cold breeze. When I got hit with that cold th- with that cold spot after it rushed me, I got picked up by this thing like a rag doll, thrown across the room against the wall. I wow. am sitting in my chair right now, terrified. I just, I, I. There are no more lights to turn on. I can't believe no, the no, story. No. I got um, candles and lights on at this point. What? <laughs> How do you experience something like that and continue to do? Yeah. I would have a heart attack and die. Like that would be it. Be no, good. I would. I would literally go to. I would live in church at that point. Like I would okay. never leave church. I have, I have no. I have. A, I have a reminder. I have a physical scar on the left side of my rib cage that reminds me of it. Um. And and for and I was I was just interested, you know. I wanted to know others to know about the spirit world, you know, demons included. And instead of me going, oh hell no, I'm not doing this anymore. I decided to go and turn around and do it because I wanted to know more. I wanted to know more about these demonic beings, how they work, why they do what they do. Yeah, it's all fun and games until you get possessed yourself. Right, you get thrown across the room. <laughs> I mean, okay, so I'm, please continue this horrifying story. What happened after that? So it's fine. So I find out later on that the couple, they had two kids, were practicing Satanists. Okay. Oh, they, it just gets better. They call this particular being into the house. And what makes it really, really bad, too, was that when their kids were born, they attached demonic beings to these children. Wow. Oh, God. And. It's like paranormal activity, like for real. That's- yeah, but you know what the worst part of the whole story is, though? It's the bad hospitality by these people because they invite the, pe- the, right. the demons in, and then they're like, no, no, get the heck out. No, no. No, these people actually did it. They were, ha- I found out. They invited them in. Yeah, they wanted them in there. No, what I found out later on so was why that- they invite you if they already had. If they were <laughs> no. to invite. I mean, what was the purpose? Let her, of let her talk, other guy. Let her talk. Go ahead, no, Jennifer. But, sorry. Okay, I'm trying to explain that, and that is. 
they've done that to other paranormal teams. They they actually admitted that they would sit there and create all this activity and have huh. teams come in to see if they could pick up on any of it to see if anything would happen to them. Oh, they just get off on it, okay. Oh, they do. And the wife's like, is there anything you could do to help me? And I said, apparently not. You guys called us here, and I said, you need Jesus. <laughs> you need more than Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to evaluate your whole life. Right. Yeah, you need to rethink your life. You know, one thing that got me interested in, uh, you know, the topic originally, uh, in, in connecting the subjects of ufology and demonology and the ghostly activities uh, that might be interconnected, was something that I heard from abductees during this show for the last seven years. I've interviewed several abductees and people who've done actual regression therapy. And, and um, one common thread that I found, guys, is uh, that at times when some of these abductees are going through their experience, they start calling out for Jesus and they start calling out for angels. They start calling out for protection. And all of a sudden the activity stops and they're okay and there's no abduction. And yeah. that's happened several times where I've been told that they just they start you know calling for their Lord and Savior and all of a sudden it just stops. Yeah, well, there was a case that I that I read up on about this woman who for one month straight every night had what she thought were seven small gray aliens coming to visit mm. her. She would be laying in her bed every night, you know, asleep. Uh, she, she would always say that six little ones would come in through the wall in her bedroom. They would part ways, they would kind of make room, and a bigger gray would come in. Doesn't this sound like the like the minions bringing in the right. demons? Yeah. Right? So, yeah, right. It's the same so, thing. This happened... This, this this happened to her for a month straight. She had the paralysis. She was assaulted. She had all kinds of stuff going on. She couldn't yell anything out. She didn't know what to do. So she had contacted a demonologist and said, you know, I have this going on. What do I do? And the demonologist says, well, here's a good way to find out. He goes, if you can find some way to say Jesus's name, and it stops, then you know that it's demonic. And now, if you say Jesus' name and these things are still there, well, then you know it's not demonic. So a couple of nights later, she goes to bed, same routine, comes in, gets paralyzed. The six smaller ones come through, make room for the bigger one. After a few minutes, she was actually literally able to yell the name of Jesus. These things turned, looked at each other, looked at her, hissed and went back through the wall and she had she never had any encounters with these things again wait wait they hissed they hissed like a serpent would hiss yeah they hissed well that's interesting they actually hissed that's interesting because i've very rare to hear anybody say that they have actually heard any any audio come out of the mouth of an alien like they normally don't speak they only speak telepathically so for them to right and and, and well, in this case, it was apparently a demon. In this case, it was demonic. Oh. But, you know, I, I will say that, uh, and you're right, you know, I, I've seen a couple of good uh, lectures. and One was from a, a, a ufologist who happened to be an atheist, and he noted the same thing that you had noted, which was that um, there are people who have um, basically, there's another case, too, um, this well, came Kevin, not to cut you off, just it just hit me. Um, Jennifer said that this case is demonic, but how do we know that for a fact? It could have been literally an alien abduction case. I mean, the right. scenario is the same. Right. 
Right. Exactly. But you right. also have to look at the angle that demons take on the masquerade of any person, any animal, anything that they want. If they know that this person, say, this woman is in, in this instance is fascinated with aliens and UFOs. But well, was she? First, she was. She was. When they started visiting her, she literally thought they were alien grace, and she thought it was the coolest thing ever. See, okay. I'm still waiting for that visit, and I am obsessed with the topic. I, I'm you know what, right? though? eager I will, for it. Right. I will say that... Uh, what you know? Uh, I think there's a alien, uh, demonic alien connection. I think it's oh, yeah. they're serving the same master. I mean, if you look at the agenda, anything anything that's going to come into your uh, your domicile when you're at the most vulnerable state possible mm-hmm. and mess with you uninvited is not a creature of love and light. No. So there's some kind of dark agenda going on, and I, I you know usually people that carry out dark agendas are dark people and. I, I got to think that these uh, some not I mean I'm sure not all of them but there's got to be races out there other races besides humans that also worship demons well, and deities well, here's, here's, and serve them. That's a, that's an interesting question. I'm sure there is. Uh, go ahead, Jennifer. Here's a good example. Mm-hmm. You know, people describe some of their demonic encounters, their demons that they encounter as looking reptilian. Mm, interesting. You know. They'll have like the scales and right, and you, you know. So who's to say that it's not only demons that are mass that are causing this kind of stuff with people, but reptilians could be doing the same thing. Sure, if, if everyone has a soul and you're a reptilian and you die, just like the Neph, or just like she was talking before with the giants. Like some people wonder, uh, are the Neph are, are giants? Like the old giants are old. Are they demons as well? You know. Kind of a good question. I mean, technically, yeah. no. Right. Not the sense that we're talking, right. but they might as well be, for crying right. out. Right. You know, they're invisible. They're here to harm you. They can attach to you. They right. want you to suffer and die. And geez. Yeah, it serves basically the same purpose. Uh, yeah. Keep that thought. We're going to be back in a, in a short, after a short break here. We'll be right back uh, with a fascinating topic, uh, aliens, demons, uh, what does it all mean? I and mean, if you guys want to call in, 786-245-8127, please call on in and uh, join in on the conversation. We'll be back here on Skywatchers Radio in a minute and a half. Four thousand seven hundred and thirty-four UFO sightings in two thousand seven. Eight hundred and fifty-four abductions by aliens or unknown species reported by American and British citizens. Hundreds more unreported in 2007. Suppressed information about collisions with passenger aircraft and UFOs that has been kept from the public knowledge for years. And only one trusted source of information from some of the top UFO researchers in the world. Exclusive information that cannot be found anywhere else on the planet. Trusted, connected, accurate. The UFOStore.com. Expand your personal library with fast shipping and instant 
and downloadable information from the largest selection of UFO products on the internet by going to theufostore.com or call on the 24-hour, 7-day-a-week order line at 541-523-2630. The truth is out there, and theufostore.com has it. Now you can share the topics that drive the discussions of your favorite talk shows with TalkStream Live's topic-driven talk radio. List and promote real-time talk radio topics or post the topics that you want to hear. Hot topics are tweeted and retweeted and include simple click-to-listen audio links. The future of talk radio is topic-driven talk radio. Available now at TalkStreamLive.com. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. All right, everybody, welcome back to Skywatchers Radio right here live on PSN Radio. And if you guys want to call in, once again, the calling number is 786-245-8127. We've been having really a fascinating show tonight. I mean, uh, we've been talking about demons, aliens, ghosts, uh, you know, what is the reality of what reality is, you know, the, the deepest and darkest <laughs> questions you can think of. And yes, we've been having a fun time with Kevin Malik and Jennifer Salsi, and even the other guy here asked a couple good questions. And Crystal, of course, has only a couple. That's all you. That's all you get, man. Just a couple. Crystal's free. All like hunched up in my chair with my sage. I'm looking around. Crystal, Crystal is terrified right now, but she is yeah. doing great. Also, she's holding it together. <laughs> So we've got a question from the chat room. So uh, Danny, Big D, shout out to Big D. He wants to know, you guys' expertise here, uh, do they, the reptilians and other species, have a soul? And are they trying through technology to perfect cloning so they can have a soul? Would maybe that be one of the reasons Mm. why they're doing what they're doing? Well, yeah, you know, I think, um, well, this – a lot of people, or some ufologists, speculate that uh, some of these greys are, in fact, uh, more kind of uh, cyborg creatures, um, soulless, possibly. Right. There's uh, been speculation, uh, especially the little greys, the very, yeah. very tiny ones. Right. I've heard that. Um, I've heard of soul harvesting. You know, the really wicked thing that the reptilians are, are supposed to be into. I, I pray to God's. That's not what we walk into, <laughs> you know. <laughs> what is a soul harp? Like, how does how, I don't have like, you not seen the movie Phantasm? No, uh, yeah, it's <laughs> just like that. But I'm, is it really just like that? I mean, if I accidentally, you know, inadvertently invite a demon into my house, you know, twenty eight days later, all of a sudden, I don't have a soul. Is that how this this could possibly? Yeah, I remember even Phantasm. That little guys running around, little minions. They had him there too, taking your yeah. souls. I, soul harvesting is the idea that, like, after we pass, our soul, like, will be, like, like something else will come along and bully us, take us over, and uh, basically imprison us and feed off of us in some oh kind of goodness. way. 
or slavery, that, who knows what. Ever stops because I, you destroy the soul? I mean, does it? Does that well, type of thing ever stop? Well, the, I guess the Bible says that the one thing God cannot do is destroy a soul, which is why he cast Satan that, in, in, in you hell. know. That would be hell. Then. Because he couldn't destroy him. Because he created right. everything to exist. And that's, that would be anti-God for... So he cannot do that. He cannot do that. So, yeah, I, I mean, I believe in reincarnation. I believe we have several past lives. I believe we have a, a higher self, a higher being. Like, uh, maybe uh, us in heaven that remembers all of our lives at the same time. Mm. That kind of thing. Um, so, soul harvesting. To me, that that just sounds like, hey, if you're, you know... You know if you've had many lifetimes and you're found to be shitty in every one, mm-hmm. you may be a candidate for soul harvesting, which may be something like hell. Yeah. You, listen, you listening, other guy? Yeah, you listening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. What? <laughs> that, that's harsh, Kevin. That's... Well, I, I know I'm kind of judgmental. <laughs> <laughs> you got really judgmental there, bruh. <laughs> I'm just speculating. Obviously, we don't know for sure, but we just speculate. I mean, like, how? Be, I mean, that's rough. How, how do you get out of that? I mean, you know, you don't. That's the thing. Three thousand lifetimes is that enough? Can I can I come out of my room now and stop being fed off of by this dude? Come <laughs> hey, back to a body now? I mean, at at one point, what? Uh, like, uh, at what point would God finally say, "Okay, is it, enough is enough"? Uh, I mean, there's now there's torture on Earth and there's torture within the afterlife uh, because that's basically what this is. You're torturing your soul for eternity. You know, at some point, where does God, you know, I mean, when is he going to make a move and just, you know, hey, stop all this nonsense? I mean, he is supposed to be the ruler. Why does he allow this to happen is the, the ultimate question that I always have. If there is a God, why does he allow stuff like that to happen? Yeah, and that's, that's the, uh, that you know, we can't, man... Yeah, because no, nothing, you know, as much as much as we, you know, we are all fascinated by the topic. Really, that question boggles my mind because it makes no sense. He's an all-loving God. He created everything—the heaven, the earth, the all space and time. He put us here because he wanted us in his image, under his likeness, which means we should be all loving because we're under his image, his likeness. Right? We should be like him. But yet we have war, we have anger, we have hatred, we have diseases, famine, we have all kinds of evil in the world, some good, but a lot more evil than good, and yet it's all, you know, God just sits back the whole time and really does not do anything with his creation, it's like he's just, he's, he's on vacation or something while we're just messing up the house, and he doesn't, or that or he just doesn't care, which makes it even worse, a God I, that is just absent and doesn't care. Think, I, I, no, that's, I don't think it's apathy i and i think it really has a lot to do with our own personal power and taking that power because if we're just like him and we allow evil to happen who's at fault here god or us i mean it's it's like well Kevin, but, but here's the thing hang but on, hang on i'm not done hang on it's okay, like ahead, Jennifer and Kevin been saying uh-huh. okay it you know if you feel like that you have a, a demonic entity or something is messing with you before you even call them, you could get rid of it yourself with your power of prayer. How? Belief. If you don't – well, let's ask them. Kevin, Jennifer, if I think that I'm being messed with by a demon, how can I personally get rid of it? Well, the first thing we would recommend is you got to look at – okay, they say um, there's got to – traditionally – it said that there needs to be some kind of invitation for a demonic possession to take place. Uh, in other words, there there needs to, at some point there needs somehow in some way the person needs to invite that into their world. 
And right. um, so once that happens, you know, and then you, you figure, well, you got to look at what you're doing and try to, first of all, try to cut out any of the things that would give these things power or, or it would put you in the states of mind that they would appreciate. You know, I mean, like we've actually, we've had, you know, and we've had people at, you know, and we've had, you know, like where we'll get called into a place and then you look around and the energies or just the things that you see that they're into and, um, just like, it's like, wow, well, I don't know how we can help these people if they're having issues because it's like they're bringing it upon themselves in a sense. No, and, and just imagine, Kevin, just imagine if you're uh, like a 13, 14 year old girl who's going through a, some kind of a poltergeist you know, incident. Or if you're in a house and you're uh, all of a sudden seeing spirits walking around or demons are attacking you and you're some you know young woman or a young guy who has no idea even how to handle this. So, you know, to ask, well, we can take care of it ourselves, or to say that it's completely ignorant because we can't. For the most part, human beings are not built like that. That's I, like saying, that's no. like saying, how can you fight off an alien attack? You can't. We're not built like that. No, we don't know. You're, but you're, you're you're claiming that that knowledge doesn't exist, and that again is no, no. The knowledge exists. Okay. I'm sure the knowledge exists, but your average everyday person is not going to have that, any idea of that knowledge. That doesn't mean they can't find out, though. It's not like well, by common. by the time they can find out, it might be too late. That's the problem. Maybe, but again, that speaks to people like us who are out here doing the good work by spreading the knowledge. You know, don't buy the Ouija board, guys. Okay. Okay, let's let's start there. Step that's, number that's, one, there. Step, step number one, right there. Yeah. One, no Ouija board, but it's almost like I feel like. Look, you can call down your spiritual team because I've I've got one. I've got one where I'm feeling a little like you know there's some stuff. I'll I'll call some names, but at the same time, I don't want to give my power away. And I feel like if you're sitting around waiting for Michael or God or whoever to save you, you're missing the point. If we are made in His image, that means we have His power. We just don't know how to use it yet. Maybe that's right. what He's waiting for us to figure well, it out. That that would make sense. We were made in his image under his likeness. We should be made of love. We should have his abilities, his powers. Love. Well, we, some of us. Some love. of us are not. Let's love be honest. Does. I think well well, I think I think ninety eight percent of us are made of love. There might be some stragglers out there. You know, it's <laughs> I no, I I gotta wonder about the human race. Like, you know, we all say I, I do it all the time, Kevin. I'll I do it all the time. <laughs> we all do. Doing it right now, actually. <laughs> sometimes I wonder, you know, like what is it is it our what kind of luck is it to be born on a planet where like fallen angels are cast down upon it, you know, imprisoned on it and now Well we, how do you know this uh, is the only place they went? Well, we don't. There be any planets. I mean, I'm sure there's all kinds of scenarios. This is just us here, our example. Um, and even with all that chaos that's imprisoned on this planet, we still manage not to kill ourselves completely off. We still, I mean, I, 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 I know things are getting worse. <laughs> no kidding. They're, they really are, and they're escalating. And you know, I'm, I'm not even. I guess I'm a spiritualist. You know, but I I am I appreciate theology, so I, I'm versed in you know different theology, and I I understand you know like for instance the Christians have the you know Revelation, you know the Armageddon, the uh, Apocalypse, and then at some point you know their God Jesus is to come back down, you know after we've just about killed ourselves because we've gotten right. allowed to be so evil and basically saves us from destroying ourselves completely off. Um, yeah, you know what? I, I guess 
that that's yeah if that's going to happen great please what are you waiting for you know so <laughs> you know and, and each religion does have its uh like you know in other words like it there's some point where the greater good is supposed to come back or like there's either that or there's a pendulum effect where it goes mm. away and it comes back the other All right and christian thinks is the second coming that's coming back of jesus uh, Jew, the Jews believe that there was no Jesus that really was the Messiah and the actual Messiah hasn't come yet and exactly. eventually the Messiah will come which is kind of funny because that's like they believe in the Antichrist then because that, that would be what their Messiah essentially is, is the anti-Jesus Christ Antichrist. No, that's not exactly accurate. Ten, on a technical Thanks level. for trying there. On no, a technical no te- level, yeah, on a technical no. level the actual no. Jew on a, tec- on the, a technical okay. level it kind well, of is well, anti-Jesus. Do you really, really want to go through this here, we'll well, I was just, I was, I was just making an observation here. You're That's not making doing. an observation. You're making a blatant statement that you assume. Okay, I was making a blatant statement based on a documentary I saw about this subject about two days ago, which I will show you. We actually yeah, they, they talk about this. It's very interesting. You'll love it. Yeah, yeah. I want you to send me that link. I've never heard of this one. Okay. Yeah, you're, you're gonna you're gonna trip out. It's pretty fine. It's pretty good. But the whole point of what I was trying to get at, thank you very much, other guy, uh, the whole point is that with all these different religions and different belief systems, um, and as convoluted as it all is, they're all, in a sense, trying to go back to the main source, that one singular God, correct? In their own way. Yeah, I, I guess there's one being out there in the universe who either serves or created the greater good that is stronger than all. That being would be God, right? There's got to be one out there. Someone's got to be top dog. There's got to be one, some spirit or some entity, some force. Maybe to us it may seem like a collective, but maybe to that, you know, it's not. I mean, there and you know, there and there's so much information that we have learned as humans, but is kept from us by secret societies. Mm. And I mean, stuff that would set us free, stuff that would change. I mean, yeah, we live in a twisted world. It's because we're manipulated all the time. That's very true. That's very true. Uh, mind manipulation, mind control, and psyops, I mean, all that stuff that happens on a daily basis in not only the United States, it happens everywhere on the and planet. I, back to the question that that guy asked about symbolism. Mm-hmm. Symbols, writing, spelling is so powerful. Yeah. You guys heard the, the experiments where they have the the – Two jars, uh, they flash freeze them. They're full of water. On one jar, they write, write love and ha- you know happiness, and the other one, they write chaos and evil. And they go and they flash freeze them, and then they look at the crystals. And the crystals on the jar that they wrote love and light on are beautifully formed. They look like you know the tree, uh, uh, the tree of life, or not the tree of life. The uh, um, one of them. They're just beautiful. They're, they're symmetrical. And then the chaotic ones are all messed up. and they look, It looks like you know, a polluted like, river. It's horrible. Right. And the thing yeah. is, well, obviously the water doesn't read language. It shouldn't be able right. to tell the difference, but yet it made a difference. So, you know, when we talk about spelling, think about it. The word spelling comes from the word spell. Words have right. power. Words yeah. have power. Words have power and symbolism. symbols have power. Mm-hmm. And that's why there's symbolism all over everywhere. And it's a lot of it's thrown in our face and we don't even realize it. Very true. Very true. Unfortunately, we're almost out of time, um, folks. Uh, do you have websites that uh, you can that uh, you have links you can give out to the audience who want to uh, follow along with uh, your work? Uh, go ahead and do so. Give it out uh, so everybody can uh, go ahead and, and bookmark it. Yeah, um, I have two. You can follow um, everybody out there is welcome to follow. I have my medium demonology page on Facebook, uh, Jennifer Celsi, medium demonologist. 
uh, and CSI's One Paranormal Family Worldwide. Kevin? Uh, Northern Wisconsin Paranormal Society. You can find that on Facebook. Um, and the link, uh, I, I don't remember the link. If you go to Facebook, the link to our webpage is there. Um, we'll link, we'll link it on our, uh, our Skywatchers page, uh, later on, so. Yeah, we'll, we'll plug it. On it. There. Awesome. Look, it, it's been a lot of fun having you on. Really, I mean, we, I'm having a, the, it's I, been enlightening. I'm, I'm having a, a hard time saying goodnight because it's been a lot of fun for the last hour and a half with the two of you. It really has. Kevin, uh, thank you so much for coming back on the show. Jennifer, thank you so much for coming back on the show and being here with us. And, uh, it really, uh, it has been enlightening. It's been frightening at times. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so scary. So scary, some of it. Uh, but a lot of it makes a lot of sense when you try to connect uh, the dots when it comes to ufology, demonology, and everything-ology. And the last question I'm going to ask you to before you go off into the sunset and we go off air is a, a question that I asked a, a highly religious person once, and they looked at me with a strange face. Then they never talked to me again. And it took it took years for me to understand why they were so upset by this question. But... Um, this is the question. God, no matter what God you believe in, no matter what Bible, religion, or whatever God it is that you worship, in essence, God is an extraterrestrial. Is he not, or is it not? He is not of this earth. So no matter what we believe in, we believe in an alien God. He is extraterrestrial, interdimensional, terrestrial, He's everywhere. So, um, but yeah, technically, if you if you want to call him extraterrestrial, uh, you know, the the ancient alien theory, uh, uh-huh. I, I don't have a problem with that. You know, I think again, if if alien, you know, if if other aliens are here, other species are here, I assume God created them or had something to do with them, created them in their image, just like He did with us. And when you say the image, I think of the the, the head, two arms, two legs. Doesn't mean that all life out there is like that. You know, there could be squid people. There could be, you know, all kinds of weird different creatures that are intelligent, have societies, love, hate. And I would just assume that was all, you know, God. God's doing, you know. Um, and funny enough, most of the people that get abducted uh, claim they see humanoid people, like little greys with arms and two legs and big heads. Right. It's always humanoid, which is kind of ironic. But you're absolutely right. There should be all kind of weird life that we just can't even comprehend. If space is as vast and infinite as science tells us, there's an infinite amount of possibilities out there, an infinite amount of life out there that we could interact with maybe one day in the future. Hopefully, uh, I'll live that long. I really doubt it. I don't think we'll ever get to a, a type 1 civilization like Michio Kaku says. I think we'll blow ourselves out of existence before that ever happens uh, because that's just how negative this planet has become. Sadly, uh, I wish us well. I wish us uh, as a species uh, that we get to that level, but I highly, highly, highly doubt it. Uh, but one thing is clear, though. God is an alien. They said it. It's clear. The rest of my case. Jennifer, Kevin, <laughs> thank you so much for being here with us tonight. Sky Watchers Radio loves you, too. We'll definitely love to have you back on in the very near future. Uh, it's been fascinating. And I know the listeners uh, just uh, had a wonderful time listening to the two of you. Well- you are awesome. Thank you guys so much for having us on. It was such a blast, and it was an honor being on. One more thing quick. I really want to plug real fast. Sure. We also have, we're also the hosts of Paraversal Universe on the Paraversal yes. Radio Network. And okay. Crystal Storm, who is, the, is going to be one of our guests on the uh, Ufology Roundtable this Friday night. night. Yeah, we actually plugged uh, that earlier. Yes, yes, yes. Did. I did. I gave you guys a shout-out, so I am super stoked. I can't wait. 
Oh, we are too. It's going to be fun. Oh, it's going to be great. I was not invited. I was, you know, just <laughs> Nobody said, hey, get the funny guy. No, nothing. <laughs> oh, that should be inviting me then, right? Yeah. Well, we, we said funny guy, not the guy who brings the crickets. That's true. Not, <laughs> not named Robert Morningstar. Yeah. Oh. Oh, right not there. the ankle pass guy. The funny big pookie, not little pookie. I'm sorry. Exactly. Oh, fine. Yeah. On that note, exactly. I'm going to say goodnight to everybody. Uh, <laughs> no, thank you for insulting me. I love you, other guy. We love you thank too, you. little pookie. We love you too. Aw, thank you. You guys are so nice to me. Guys, take care of yourselves. Stay classy, and we'll see you next week right here on Skywatchers Radio. Good night, everybody. Skywatchers Radio.